The Jets might be out of the playoff race, but this Sunday's game is still worth watching. We'll tell you why today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, December 22nd, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to this show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out and helps, helps other Jets fans find the podcast. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Well, the Jets play the Washington Commanders this Sunday at home. It's Christmas Eve football, 1 o'clock kickoff time, and we're going to preview the game on today's show. Now, the Jets are, of course, out of the playoff race. They were officially eliminated last Sunday when they lost to the Miami Dolphins, and then there were a few other results that uh, officially eliminated the Jets. Now, for all intents and purposes, Jets have been out of it for quite a while now. You know, even if the Jets beat Miami last weekend, they probably were not making the playoffs, but now it's official. Now we know the Jets will be home from, for the playoffs for a 13th straight season. And, you know, it's this time of year. Unfortunately for Jets fans, it's a familiar time of year. It's late December, and the team has nothing to play for, at least on paper, at least as far as the playoffs go. There are some things worth watching. Now, number one, and I think it's the obvious one, is draft position. And, you know, it's this time of year is always the great debate, especially when the team's out of the playoff race. You know, do you want to win? Do you want to try and build momentum for the next year? Is it the old Herm Edwards line? You play to win the games, even if the games don't really mean all that much. Or do you want to see the team lose for draft position? You know, I've been over this a lot. You know, if you listen to this show every day, you know what I think. I think that the idea of losing for draft position, while in some cases... It makes a difference. You know, the Jets losing out on Trevor Lawrence in 2020 is one example. Those tend to be the exceptions to the rule. Most of the time, there's not really a lot gained or lost by you know moving up one spot, moving down one spot. It's typically not as big of a deal as people make it out to be. So, you know, I, I generally like to see wins because, you know, even that the I, I, don't, I don't think necessarily that wins make a big difference at this time of year. I, I don't think that you necessarily see your team build much momentum. You know, there's always talk, we want to finish the season strong. Well, there's never, there's never really a ton of correlation between how you finish one season and how you begin the next season. Because, you know, there's when you miss the playoffs, there's like nine months of nothing going on. So I guess where I tend to fall typically is the, the Herm Edwards school where you know, you're playing football, you're trying to win. But, you know, as our friend yesterday, uh, David, mentioned, you know, he, I thought he had a good point where, you know, even if you're rooting to win, you're rooting for the team to win, when your team loses, at least there's something tangibly gained this time of year, so you're not as upset. So maybe that's where a lot of people fall. There also is the question of job status. You know, the Jets coaching staff, the Jets front office, if you're listening to the buzz and it's coming from both the local and national media, there's nothing definitive that's been said about it, but it sounds like right now the plan is to bring back Robert Sala and Joe Douglas for 2023, or sorry, for 2024. 
um, unless like there's some sort of collapse down the stretch over the last three games. And you know, apparently these last three games could actually change things. Now, to me, that's a rather silly way to operate because these again, these games are not meaningful at all. For me, it's a question of, you know, do you want these guys back? Do you think these guys are the best guys to build the team going forward? You judge that based on the body of work when the games are meaningful. I don't think you judge it based on what happens after the team is eliminated. You know, that doesn't, it's not something that really adds up to me. But, of course, Woody Johnson's running the Jets, so he's never done a lot of the things that add up to me. But it, apparently if the Jets, like, lose out and look really bad, that could change the plans. At least that's what the buzz is around the team right now. So I guess we'll see We'll see how that goes. Um, there also are the questions, you know, can some young players step up? You know, this is kind of a weird situation for the Jets, at least compared with where they usually are. And I think it's one of the things that makes it more difficult is like normally this time of year when the Jets are out of the race, you're like, there are a lot of young guys who are looking to take this next step forward. And it's a good thing probably, but most of the young players on the Jets who you want to take a step forward, they already kind of have. You already know that they're very good players. I mean, you know, Sauce Gardner's good. You know, Garrett Wilson's good. Brees Hall's had a tough time on the ground of late, you know, of the last month or two. But you know, he's good. You know, he'd be pretty good if he could get some decent uh, blocking up front. Beyond that, I mean, who are you looking to? I guess Will McDonald. Jermaine Johnson stepped up this year. So, again, you know Jermaine's pretty good. So, I mean, who are the guys you're looking to step up? I guess you're looking to see Will McDonald maybe get some more playing time now. You know, he's not really done a whole lot this year. And you're hoping that, you know, maybe he starts to take a little bit of a step forward. You know, it's been it's been kind of a lost rookie season for Will McDonald. You know, last year Jermaine Johnson was kind of like a part time player, and like every week he played, you saw him. At least, even if he wasn't a great player, you saw him at least make like one play here or there. Jer- uh, Will McDonald's really done nothing so far this season. Uh, Joe Tipman, who I thought got off to a good start at guard and maybe hasn't been as good at center, just drafted him to be the center of the future. So hopefully, you know, he helps hold that spot down a little bit better than he's been doing lately, and. You know, like, I don't want to be too hard on Tipman because I feel like he's just being dragged down by everything around him. And that, of course, happens on the offensive line. But uh, I, I think that there aren't a whole lot of guys you can look to. But, you know, there are at least a couple, maybe a couple of players. I mean, maybe Xavier Gibson. He's obviously stepped into a bigger role and, you know, hasn't done a whole lot with it. But he's an undrafted rookie. He's a guy who, if he's going to be good, probably needs more reps. There was a reason he was undrafted. So, you know, there are reasons to watch the game. And, of course, you know, it's football. You only get 17 games a year. You know, it's going to be a long offseason. We're going to have a lot to discuss, a lot of player movement. But once the Jets leave the field in Foxborough in two weeks, it's going to be a long time until you see the Jets on the field again. So opportunity to maybe enjoy a couple more football games. And, you know, it's Christmas Eve. So even if the Jets lose the game, you know, hopefully you have some nice plans after that. So hopefully it won't bother you as much as the Jets losing typically would. I mean, I know these games are tough to get excited about, but there are some things to look forward to in this one. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the Jets can give us a victory. Maybe the Jets give us a positive memory on this Christmas Eve 2023. Now for that to happen, the offense is going to have to play much better than it has through most of the 2023 season. As we continue on this Friday edition of Locked On Jets, we'll talk about how the offense needs to step up. A lot needs to go better for the Jets in this game this weekend. We'll go into more detail continuing this Friday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by DoorDash. Sunday, of course, is Christmas Eve. You probably have big dinner plans. Either you're going out to a nice restaurant with your family or cooking a nice meal in. Either way, 
that's an effort. When the Jets play the Commanders, it's going to be lunchtime. You don't have to worry about a second meal that day. Take it easy. Open up the DoorDash app. Have a have a dash or bring you a great meal from one of the many excellent restaurants in the New York area. One of them is Burano. Uh, Chef Albert DeMeglio opened the South Williamsburg restaurant in 2016 with a menu tailored to invoke the kind of dishes his grandmother cooked for the family. His calling card is fresh mozzarella, handmade daily, and served smoked or salted with extra virgin olive oil. And he prepares old country giardinera, that's spicy pickled cauliflower, onion, celery, and more that can go on anything, especially a burger with mozzarella. And right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number three. Subject to change, terms apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. And a big shout out to Everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday. Today on Locked On Jets, we were previewing Week 16 action, New York Jets, Washington Commanders, a game that has zero playoff implications. Both the Jets and the Commanders will be home for the postseason this year, but still some, I guess, some ways to find meaning in this game. Uh, Jets have not yet announced who their starting quarterback is at the time this podcast has been recorded, but my guess would be Trevor Simeon uh, from the standpoint, first of all, we know Aaron Rodgers is not going to play even though he's active, and Zach Wilson's still in the concussion protocol. And, you know, the thing is, NFL teams begin to install their game plan on Wednesday. So if Zach Wilson wasn't ready to go for Wednesday's practice, that means, like, whenever he's activated, he will have been, he won't have a full week of preparation. You know, and this is when the teams put in the install the plays that they're going to run this week. You know, an NFL playbook can have hundreds of plays, even over a thousand, but you don't run them all. You pick the plays that you think are going to work best against that given opponent, and then you practice them all week. And when you can't do that, it makes it life more difficult. Now, if the Jets had playoff hopes, if the Jets were still alive, I could see like where maybe you'd still put Zach Wilson in if you felt he gave you the best chance to win. But at this point, especially with the way things are going for Zach. You know, he's kind of such, he's such a lightning rod for criticism. Some of it fair, some of it not fair. But, you know, why would you put him in when he's less prepared? Uh, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially with the state of the offensive line. And that's really where we got to begin. Because if this Jets offense is going to do anything, this offensive line has to play better. And that's true if Trevor Simeon plays. It's also true if Zach Wilson plays. You know, the line did not actually play that well a couple weeks ago when the Jets beat the Texans. There were lots of people who stepped up. Zach, number one. But, you know, other guys like Garrett Wilson had a big game. Brees Hall had a big game. Tyler Conklin and Jeremy Rucker chipped in. Even Xavier Gibson and Randall Cobb chipped in a few weeks ago. The line did not play that well, though. And it was really Zach overcoming a lot of the blocking deficiencies that the Jets had out there. And it's not something you want to ask a quarterback to do a lot, but it's especially not something you want to do when you're not playing with your starting quarterback. This line, I think more than anything, they need to show some pride. And, you know, part of the reason I think the Jets could win this game is the way they were embarrassed last week. You know, there's always the talk this time of year, oh, the team's quitting. And most of the time the team doesn't quit. You know, I think, like, maybe you get to the very last game of the year, week 18, used to be week 17. And, you know, you call them a U-Haul game where the players were just looking to get out of town. But you have to remember, these are professionals. These are guys who go all out all the time. These are guys who are essentially putting their resume out there each week that they're they're on the field. Because when contract time comes, when teams look to add, add new players, they're looking at the film. And you know something? Even if your team's out of the race and you're not playing hard, that's a big red flag. 
and it doesn't really matter. If you don't play well, if you put bad film out there, you're going to have a tough time getting a job in this league. This Jets offensive line, though, they need to have an... I, I mean, it's just like one of those things. I understand there have been injuries. I understand, you know, it's not easy to reshuffle in and out. Offensive line's a spot where chemistry matters as much as talent. And Jets don't have a lot of either. They don't have a lot of talent, but they also don't have a lot of chemistry because guys have been moving in and out. But that also doesn't explain why, you know, Mekhi Becton and Lincoln Tomlinson, who have been playing next to each other for most of the season, aren't playing that well. You know, at some point, these guys need to step up. Somebody needs to deliver. And that's especially going to be true if Trevor Simeon's in there because Simeon, I don't think, adds a whole lot to the table. You know, Zach has the ability occasionally to make a play. You know, when he's really feeling it as he did against Houston, he can make plays on the run. You know, you don't see it a whole lot, but at least he, like, he flashes the ability. At least he's got mobility. Trevor Simeon has like zero mobility. So the offensive line's got to stand strong. And the other thing is, look, Brees Hall's become a controversial figure in the fan base because his numbers have been awful the last, you know, two months or so rushing the ball. But what I look at is, you know, he still looks pretty explosive. He still looks, he still looks like he's got ability when he catches the ball to make big plays. What that tells me is that the run blocking is probably not very good. And it's not like any of the other Jets running backs are having a whole lot of success. A lot of it begins up front, but also, and this has been an ongoing issue all season long. It can't just be Garrett and Brees. Other guys need to deliver. And it's tough because the Jets don't really have anybody else who can deliver other than those two. This offense is very poorly constructed. But two weeks ago, you had guys who stepped up. And listen, these are not guys who are going to deliver on a weekly basis. You know, you're not going to get a great performance out of Tyler Conklin every week. You're not going to get a great performance out of Jeremy Ruckert every week. You're not even going to get, like, one good play from Randall Cobb or Xavier Gibson every week. But they got them against the Houston Texans a couple weeks ago. And again, if Zach's out, then you're down to your number three quarterback and yeah, this is this would if Simeon starts, he'd be the fourth different Jets starting quarterback this season, and we would now be in the territory of a guy who wasn't even on the team at the start of the year is under center, and it's been that kind of year for the Jets. When you know when you're in that situation, everybody else needs to step up. Everybody else needs to lift the quarterback up. You know, I think heading into the season, the Jets were hoping that they had a quarterback who could lift the team up in Aaron Rodgers, and we only got four plays into the season. You know, we didn't really get an opportunity to explore that too much. Um, now the rest of the season, it's up to the, you know, when you have your backup in there, it's up to the rest of the team to lift the backup up. And the Jets have not done a very good job with that with Zach Wilson. And, you know, they did not do a very good job with Trevor Simeon last week. You know, Simeon also has to show some compete, some, some competition in him. I mean, a couple of those interceptions he threw out there, it was almost like he was kind of checking out, you know, he didn't want to stare down the pass rush, but it all goes back to the offensive line. I mean, for me, there are lots of different areas you can look at, but if the Jets don't get a more competitive performance out of the offensive line, you know, they're, they're just not going to be able to do anything offensively. And, you, you know, it's it was so bad last week that I'm not surprised that the Jets had almost the worst offensive performance of, the, of any NFL team this season. I'm not surprised they had their worst performance of the season. They did not block anybody. And, it's again, it's easy to say, well, they, they've had to reshuffle it, but you look at the guys who were in there last week, I mean, I guess Hanson at right guard is, was the one guy who maybe wasn't wasn't really expected to play a role on this team. But the other four guys were. Even Billy Turner, who was expected to be perhaps the swing tackle. Billy Turner was getting first-team reps in training camp. Um, you know, Joe Tittman was drafted to be the center of the future. Lakin Tomlinson was signed to be a big-time addition at, at the guard spot. Mekhi Becton, I mean, I don't need to tell you what the Jets were hoping for when they drafted him. They were hoping he'd be the left tackle for the, for the next decade. And none of those guys had a good game. None of those guys had a credible game. And that's got to change. 
and you know at some point somebody's got to make a guys have to need to step up yes of course look Brees hall has not been hitting home runs in the run game and you know even when you get a even when you have an offensive line that can't block consistently you know you'd like to see Brees pop one yeah garrett wilson you know he's been he's had some games where he hasn't been so great this year last week against jalen ramsey he really struggled this should be a get right game against the washington secondary that frankly is not very good but other guys need to deliver. It begins with the offensive line. You know, um, it, it continues with the other skill guys. And, yeah, Simeon, he's got to go out there and, you know, look better than he did than he did against Atlanta. He's got to look better than he did against Miami. I mean, the Jets' offense is easy to break down, and it's tough to break down. It's easy to break down because everybody's bad, because nobody's really doing the job. But that also makes it tough to break down because what's the biggest problem? You know, it's not so easy to say most of the time. But I, I definitely lean towards the offensive line because they just are not – I mean, it's just not good enough what they put out there. Now, had you on the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk about what the Jets need to do to win this football game. I think, do you think this, I do think this is a very winnable game for the Jets, despite the way they looked last, last week, despite the way they played. And we'll get into that in more detail as we continue this Friday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. And instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. And with the basketball season here, now you can pick combo projections across football and basketball with the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey as a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. And PrizePix now offers a reboot policy, so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. And PrizePix is the only DFS platform with this injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for a first deposit match of up to $100 using prizepicks. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday. We're previewing New York Jets, Washington Commanders, Week 16 action at MetLife Stadium. The Jets' home finale this year They've actually played 10 games at MetLife Stadium. AFC teams this year get nine home games, and then the Jets had a quote-unquote road game against the Giants, which was at their home stadium. So, you know, in that sense, things kind of lined up well for the Jets this year, and they did not take advantage of it. The 10th and final home or 10th and final game at MetLife Stadium comes this Sunday as the Jets try and get win number six this season. I think to do that, this is going to have to be like your, the typical Jets formula. Now, the Jets need to get credible offense. And we talked about that in the last segment. The way the, the way the Jets' offensive line played last week gave them no chance. The way the Jets' offensive line has played through most of the season has given them no chance. That has to improve. We know the skilled guys need to step up. We know Trevor Simeon needs to step up. You know, everybody's got to be better. You know, it's that simple and that complicated for the Jets uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But I think we know that when the Jets win games, typically it's the defense that's just dominating. It was the way week one against Buffalo. It was that way when they beat the Denver Broncos. It was that way when they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. It was that way when they beat the Giants. You know, when the Jets win games, usually the defense is dominating. I know Zach Wilson was the star a couple weeks ago against Houston, but the Jets defense came close to pitching a shutout. Houston only got six points, and it was off a turnover point where maybe they were caught back on their heels a little bit, but only giving up six points. That's still an excellent performance. And, you know, I talked about how the offensive line needs to show some pride in the last segment. I think the defense is going to have a big bounce back week for a couple of reasons. First of all, 
this defense, you know, as I said, there's not going to be quit in this defense. And these guys are going to be embarrassed about the way they played last week. It was not a good performance. Now, it was tough because the first Miami, the first 10 Miami points were not really the, the defense's fault. You know, the Jets just gave Miami the ball in bad field, bad field position. First, there was the fumble that gave Miami the ball on the two-yard line. And then there was the fake punt. And essentially, the Jets gifted Miami 10 points. But the rest of the game was rough. You know, DJ Reed had a difficult game against Jalen Waddell. Uh, the Dolphins, you know, scored two touchdowns before the end of the first half that essentially put, you know, the game, if the game wasn't already reached, that, that put it out of reach. The defense did not do the job. They did not shut down Miami the way the Jets needed that to happen. Um, now, this game, Washington has some good players. Terry McLaurin's obviously an excellent young receiver. But, I mean, you look at this. This If you look at the four units that these teams have, I mentioned this on yesterday's show when we did the crossover. Um, you know, if you look at the Jets' offense, commander's offense jets defense commander's defense which of these four units is the best you know in this case it's the jets defense being a being this lopsided of a team where the defense is so good and the offense is so bad you know in most games that's not going to be good enough but in this particular game when you're going up against an opponent that's not really good if there's one excellent unit that can carry the day and i I would be disappointed that the jets gave up many points in this game you know i feel like this is actually a very winnable game for the jets which if you've been following the show this year, if you're an everyday or you know that I'm not very high on this team right now, you know that I'm I'm really frustrated with a lot of the stuff that's going on with this team this year. And, you know, I'm not one that would typically pick the Jets, but this one just feels like it's lined up for the Jets. I mean, if you look at look at our friends from FanDuel, they've put the Jets as favorites. The Jets have not been favorites often this season. And maybe it's more of a reflection on how bad Washington is because things have gotten pretty rough there. I mean, it sounds like the, their, their head coach, Ron Rivera, is not going to be around next season. It's always a tough situation. Uh, you know, things just have not gone their way this year. The Jets do have this defense, and maybe they tried to lean on it a little too much this season. I mean, it's really tough in the NFL when you can't produce any offense. It's really tough to try and win games 13-10 to 10 consistently. That's really what the Jets have had to do uh, this year, but I think that this is like the kind of situation, this is the kind of game that's set up for the Jets to win. It's, it's a bad opponent, it's an opponent that just you know doesn't have a lot going for it, and it's opponent. It's it's an opponent that's really not playing very good football right now, and the Jets may not be playing very good football right now, but that's mainly on the offensive side of the ball. Despite the rough game the defense had last week, we know that this is still an outstanding unit. Uh, Washington's had all kinds of issues on the offensive line, so it could be a field day for this Jets defensive line. It could again, this this is kind of just like a get right game for this defense. I wish the offense had a get right game more frequently, but. For the defense, I think they, they should be pretty consistently, uh, you know, in the backfield. I think they should be consistently generating pressures when Washington tries to throw the ball. You know, I do not like the interior of Washington's offensive line, which means Quinn and Williams should have, have have himself quite a day. And listen, I think DJ Reed's good. DJ Reed's an excellent corner. He's going to bounce back. Um, you know, Sauce Gardner's always really good. I, I don't see how Washington has, has a great – I mean, look, anything can happen. You can always have another off day, but – if I look at these teams, I feel like the Jets should be able to more or less hold Washington down and come away with a victory in this one. And if they don't, you know, maybe we will be talking about some coaching changes. Maybe we will be talking about a season that's fallen about as far as a season can fall, but hopefully not. Hopefully the Jets will pull out a victory on Sunday. But that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, worse, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out. It helps other Jets fans find the podcast. 
Enjoy the game this weekend. Enjoy your weekend, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday. We'll be back after the game to talk about Jets Commanders.